Lord be with you. And also with you. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This Advent Sunday, we gather together in public worship of Almighty God. Let us worship God in spirit and in truth. We invite your prayers and responses. Please note possibilities for ministry and pastoral support available this week, as noted on our website, including Christmas Eve services at 1 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
purify our conscience, almighty God, by your daily visitation, that your Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming, may find in us a mansion prepared for himself, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, in our moment of confession, as the choir guides us, we remember the encouragement of scripture. Pray at all times in the spirit and with prayer and supplication, supplication for all the saints. In supplication for all, we, con we confess our sin and recognize our need for contrition, confession, and lament, awaiting the peace and pardon of Almighty God and trusting in the peace and pardon of God. As the choir sings, may we pray.
but for the grace of God, we would not be, could not love, should not speak, but by God's grace, we live and love and speak. Hear good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the prophet Micah, chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are the one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth from me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor and has brought forth, then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure. From now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
a lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, See, God, I have come to do your will, O God. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. When he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are according to the law. Then he added, See, I have come to do your will. He abolishes the first in order to establish the second. And it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now please join me in reading responsively the Magnificat with the antiphon. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Beloved, rise up in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria, the reading of the Gospel, 
and the singing of our hymn. days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
it may be time to take another look at prayer. Christmas 2021 for us may bring a time to take another look at our devotional life, our worship life, another look at prayer. Our Advent daily devotions have guided us in this direction day by day. And all through the fall, we have noted that faith comes to most of us one step at a time. Yes, there are some for whom a blinding light on the road to Damascus comes, a blinding light on the road of faith carrying us to faith. But most of us come along more gradually one step, and then another, and then another. One one such step in faith is to find the rhythm of prayer and of devotion that fits your own most self. This morning, it may be, is a time for that step, to take another look at prayer, at mystery, at the numinous, at worship, the elusive presence of the divine lies at the marrow of the Christmas gospel, embedded in the strange stories of the season. Our gospel lesson this morning is a case in point. Luke acquaints us with two births, John and Jesus, two mothers, Mary and Elizabeth. Multiple generations are engaged in audible utterance at the dawn of a new age, at the dawn of the new creation. I heard the sound. The child leaped. The Holy Scripture read in worship itself may call you this morning to another look at prayer. A familiar introit has called us to prayer. There are carols and hymns sung and you hear them. You recognize again a Kyrie, a sung sorrow, crucial to being human in any day, crucial to being human today. Mercy. Lord have mercy. And then some courageous soul has led us in a canticle, often a psalm, anthem, hymn, reading, prayer, and a story so well known that it is unknown, a story of birth. Let there be no separation between what is said and what is heard this morning. Let the snow filter fully down this morning, this morning. snow, snow upon snow. Let the message of the day be yours and ours. For Jesus' birth is like all births in that physical sense utterly predictable. Yet ask yourself, where in life have you felt closer 
to miracle than at the moment of birth. An extraordinary ordinary, an ordinary extraordinary. For the telling of Christmas from the very first was about birth, but about more than one birth, more than one kind of birth. The gospel writer is trying to say what cannot readily or easily be said, to connect the sense of the extraordinary with the experience of the ordinary. There were many births in first century Palestine. To this one birth, there came attached a second, a second birth. Yes, that of John the Baptist alongside that of Jesus, but more so his birth somehow alongside our own. Charles Wesley caught the marrow of the message in a phrase, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. For the Wesleys both, it was the incarnation of Christ, his birth and life and word made flesh, which rooted and grounded their reverence. The English carols we most love, both those Charles wrote and those that were influenced by him and that he influenced, bring a a disciplined obedience to a fever pitch. Our scripture lessons today bring harmonic support to the intersection of the ordinary and the extraordinary. Which intersection is the mailing address of prayer? Micah, Mary, Hebrews, Elizabeth, whether in prophecy or in song or in address, the voices of today's scriptures also lift up the strange paradox of earthly heaven and heavenly earth. What does the scripture mean by the birth of the Christ and what especially does this mean for us, for our second birth as the carol has it? Are we able to enter again into our mother's womb either in figure or in truth? But no, that is the question Nicodemus raised to no avail. That is, we cannot return to an earlier condition, nor to an earlier conception of an earlier condition. Heraclitus was so right so long ago, no one ever steps into the same river twice. The second birth clearly is not a physical or conceptual retreat or return or recapitulation. It is a step forward, another look, another step in faith. Are we to assume a second naivete at the heart of the Wesleyan second birth? Paul Ricoeur and others using other terms have recalled to us the mature midlife importance of such a second birth. The scripture in other quarters clearly connects the meaning of the birth with the meaning of the name of the newborn, one who will save his people from their sins. Paul may speak 
of the Christ as the Lord of a new creation. Mark may affirm the Christ as hidden and crucified. John may herald the Christ at his coming as one with God, revealing God. Matthew, early and late, acclaims the atonement wrought in Christ, the healing from past error, the steady saving removal to higher ground. And this is a great hope, the hope of freedom, deliverance from what has hurt in the past. Today, Luke heralds two births, the Baptist and the Christ, John and Jesus, too. When saving liberation occurs, there is a kind of second birth, a new lease on life, a new life. And this second birth is the one that carries you forward one step, one step at a time, to take another look at prayer. Something somehow has brought you to prayer this Sunday morning. Here you are, present or listening or both. Maybe you have been at this intersection before and maybe just now you're ready to take another look. Nudges come from many directions. You may have heard the Methodist minister from Western Kentucky, the Reverend Joey Reed, last week. Standing in the rubble of his Mayfield, Kentucky church, in the basement of which he and his wife had survived the tornado. I realized, he said, it might be my last few moments on earth, and I was very glad to be with my wife, he said. I know her prayer and mine was that we'd be spared. I was afraid for my children. What would happen to them without us? How they would respond to this? And then straightway he began talking about helping others, regathering the congregation, holding on to the precious memories of that building and with grateful tears, looking forward to the summer solemnizing of the marriage of his daughter. That is, in the midst of trauma, he called on the grammar of faith. He called on the language of worship. He called on the cadences of prayer. Or it may be the beautiful music of our organ, an organist draw you come Sunday, week by week, through the late afternoons of pandemic with the office downstairs quiet and the organ upstairs playing in the nave, brought us those afternoons of quiet, another deep look at prayer a powerful listening look at prayer. For the organ preaches its own sermon, lifts its own prayer week by week as a friend's reminder of Thomas Troger's poem recently recalled. With pipes of tin and wood make known the truth each star displays, 
Creation is a field that's sown with seas of thanks and praise. Articulate with measured sound the song that fills all solid matter sings. With pipes of tin and wood restart the fire the prophets knew and fan the flame within the heart to do what God would do. Pull out the stops that train the ear, the flute and reed to listen and more subtly hear God's call through human need. With pipes of tin and wood repeat, the music danced and played to welcome home and warmly greet the prodigal who strayed. Let healing harmonies release the hurt the heart compiles, that God through music may increase the grace that reconciles. With pipes disclose the song the world has blurred, the hymn of life and love that flows from God's renewing word. Then boldly open wide the swell and with a trumpet call announce the news we thirst to tell, that Christ is Lord of all. Here is a Christmas word. You are still listening, if you are still listening, and I am still preaching for a few more minutes. And we are together amid the daily, hourly, difficult pandemic worries to one side and a sense of the extraordinary on the other. For all the sorrow there is still on your part and on mine and on others a listening ear, a willingness to tune in, a hard-to-articulate longing, a reaching toward another, another look. What is that listening? What is that willingness? What is that longing? One form of the second birth is here, one form, a second religious birth, a second connection, a second opening. You would not listen if there were not some meager eagerness to wake up to another. Generosity, compassion, forgiveness, these are the hallmarks and doorways into that second birth. You have the heart to give something to others, generously to give something without expecting any personal return. You have the spirit to be present with someone whose own spirit is sore, spiritually to walk with a fellow human being. You have the soul to forgive a past fault, whether it was 30 days or 30 years ago, and mercifully to move on and say so and mean it. Your generosity, your compassion, your forgiveness, at least your longing for and leaning toward and listening to them, these are the natal cries of prayer. Another look at prayer. You may be ready to pray or to pray again. 
Last Sunday, we prepared for worship, readers and choristers and clergy, looking greatly forward to the chance to pray and to sing and to sing the glorious carols of Christmas. We expected a modest gathering, a partial percentage of our regular seasonal attendance. And then we processed into the nave and, my goodness, the church was full, or nearly so. It took the breath away. It was another look given by those ready maybe to take another look. Another look at religion, at singing, at sacrament, at scripture, at sermon, at worship. Another look at prayer. The worship of Almighty God is not a matter of indifference. Said and sang that strong gathered throng last Sunday, the worship of Almighty God is not a matter of indifference. Take another look. Take another look at prayer. At a kind of prayer that suits you, fits you, is meant for you. In the new year, may we be given a gift of another look, a new start on a genuine religious life. Howard Thurman would not be surprised. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers and sisters, to make music in the heart.
We now come to the time in our service when we turn our hearts and minds to prayer and lift up our lives and ourselves to God. Please assume an attitude and posture of prayer by either remaining seated, standing, kneeling, or coming to the communion rail as we sing together our call to prayer, Lead Me, Lord. Nurturing God, you give us life and care for our very need. Use the gifts and ministries for your service. Bring your word to all who seek your transforming grace. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Creator God, you proclaim your boundless love for all that you have made. Renew barren lands, polluted waters, and melting ice caps. Make us servants of your creation that brings forth abundant life. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Righteous God, you bring down the mighty and lift up the lowly. Strengthen those who seek justice. Bless the work of community organizers, activists, journalists, and all who call our attention to imbalances of power. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Compassionate God, you proclaim your love and mercy. Show your loving kindness to teen parents and those who are pregnant. Comfort any struggling with infertility and those who await test results, are in treatment and hospice care, and others in need. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Gracious God, you fill the hungry with good things. Bless the feeding ministry of all our area services and churches and communities. Guide us to share your bounty with those who hunger or live in poverty. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. Faithful God, you stir up the hearts of those who love you. We give you thanks for those who, like Mary, were courageous in their witness. Give us such courage until that day 
when you fulfill all things. Hear us, O God, your mercy is great. God of new life, you come among us in the places we least expect. Receive these prayers and those on our hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we now pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself to us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, sustainer, be and abide with each one of us now and forever.